It's time for another episode of BuddyCast. I'm here with my good friend, Blaze. We've known each other through the LPA. We're in the same district. We're in the same uh, chapter. So he's here to talk to us about fitness today. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, Nick. How are you? Doing great. Thanks for stopping on the show. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yep. Um, one thing that I wanted to point out is that you are involved with Team USA for powerlifting. Is that correct? Yes, para powerlifting. Yes. Yep. How'd you get involved with that, if you don't mind me asking? Well, um, it all came about after the World Dwarf Games in Guelph, Ontario, in August 2017. Uh, at the at the World uh, Dwarf Games, I competed in a variety of sports that week, but I competed in the para powerlifting. You know, the bench press event for the first time. I ended up for the for being my first time doing that event. I ended up getting second place. I lost to uh, a guy from India. Um, but I realized at the end of that competition, I enjoyed the the experience and I wanted to stick with it. I wanted to keep going with it. So once I got home from Worlds, I posted on Facebook and sent some emails out. You know, who has any contacts with the USA team and things like that. And uh, I, I got a few emails back and was lucky enough to get invited to a camp in Virginia in November of 2017. So um, once I went to the camp in November, I absolutely loved, loved the camp, um, got to meet some of the uh, athletes and some of the teammates, now my teammates. And I knew this is where I wanted to be. I wanted to be a part of th this team. So I officially made the team back in uh, June 2018, and then the rest is pretty much downhill um, from from there. It's just been downhill since November of 2017. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now let's backtrack. How did you get involved in powerlifting? And like, uh, what ultimately led led to powerlifting? Well, mm -hmm. that's a good question. I mean, growing up, I always. I was always uh, involved in fitness and always doing like push-ups and sit-ups and, you know, lifting weights with like the football team and things like that. So I always exercised, I always worked out and I was always pretty strong for my height and weight, as you know, you would say. So, I mean, I, I did everything that my average height friends did. So, I mean, I guess that really helped me out in the long run. You know, just basically just trying to keep up with them and working out with them. And I got pretty strong at benching and I, I thought, hey, why not? Just give it a try, you know, see where, where I uh, stand with the best of them, you know. Mm -hmm. Now, you and me are both involved in the LPA. How did uh, how did that come about? Has that always been something throughout your whole life or? Well, there... uh, well um, my, my, my mom, she got me. Well, my parents, I should say, got me involved when I was really young, when I was like one or two. And um, my mom took me to convent um, to regionals until I was about eight years old. And um, I, I uh, took a big break from going to regionals and LPA uh, sanctioned events for quite a while. And then I went to a regional when I was 16. My mom pretty much forced me to go. I didn't want to go, but my mom forced me to go. And that was honestly the best decision that I'm so glad my mom made me go because I I met I met four guys that I'm still friends with today. And they're a big part of why, you know, I'm, I am where I am today. So I'm, I'm glad I uh, 
I've been uh, involved uh, with LPA consistently since I was 16. So. Uh -huh. Nice. And I believe, uh, was it LPA that led to DAAA, the Dwarfism Athletic? Yes. Association? Yes. Because, yes, yeah. The Dwarf Athletic Association of America, that those events are held at uh, the national conventions in uh, the summers um, for the LPA convention. So that was one of my big, uh, big reasons of wanting to go to the national convention is to be able to play sports. It really uh, wasn't as far as for the conventions, for more for the sport. <laughs> so um, now that I'm older, I, I, I try to, you know, try to go more for the convention versus uh, the sport aspect of it. But it's all in fun. It was really fun to be a part of. Mm -hmm. do, you, do you participate in anything else other than powerlifting <laughs> with the DAAA? Oh, absolutely. I'm a member of the, the New York Towers. So uh, we participate in all the team sports. So basketball, volleyball, soccer. So um, I've been I've been with that team since 2009. Uh, my first my first uh, national convention, which was in New York. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely uh, I'm definitely uh, involved in other sports. Nice. Now, do you also, we mentioned like you are also involved in fitness a lot. You, do you happen to do like any training or offer any like mentoring or coaching of any aspect? Yes, I do. At, at my local gym, um, I uh, offer, you know, I, I train, I train a few people and I'm always, I always make sure to tell people I'm always open if anyone has any questions, <laughs> you know, especially if they have like, you know, if they have a physical disability. So, um, I'm all, you know, I, I've been I've been working out consistently for quite a, a long time now. So I don't have like a exact certification, which I'm in the process of working on. But I do uh, I do train uh, a few people at, at the gym that I'm currently at. Nice. Well, let me ask you as a trainer, what are some good tips for, say, people with dwarfism to stay healthy, not because I know a lot of a lot of people like me have limitations, like for example, heavy lifting or you know, um, just the time constraint and all that. What are some good tips that you have for us? Well, um, that's a great question. Well, and what I would say is keep it simple. Um, listen to your body. You know, do things do things that you're comfortable with doing. You know, if you, if you feel any pain anywhere at any time. You know, make sure you let somebody know. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of a few things. Uh, one, I go to a chiropractor, which is, uh, I, I try to go about twice a month. And I'm a big fan of intermittent, 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 I'm not saying right, intermittent fasting, um, which I, I eat between 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., so I give myself a 12, 12 hour cleanse each day just to flush out, you know, um, just the bad stuff that's in my body. So that's, that's what I try to do. Um, but honestly, I would just keep it simple. You know, um, don't try to really don't really go on a particular diet. Just try to live a healthier lifestyle and, um, you know, try to avoid the obvious things like cookies and snacks, especially late at night. That's where it get. That's where it sticks. <laughs> mm. So, 
but yeah overall just keep it simple there's so much stuff you can do like air squats i wouldn't go i wouldn't recommend going heavy on lifting uh weights um you can definitely use weights i recommend using weights but don't go heavy i mean the only reason why i really go heavy is because i'm competing but if you're not competing and you just want to live just be in a healthier shape no need to go heavy you know listen to your body you can do stuff with five to 20 pound dumbbells you know you can do, you can do just body weight movements like push-ups sit-ups you know uh, air squats jump rope even but you can even even walking around the block or on the trail near your house is a good exercise you just want to keep moving you just want to you just want to move in any capacity that you can because as you know people with people with dwarfism you know their lower extremities can be tight and like their hips cannot you know not be as flexible as others so walking may not be their their best thing so maybe you know get a hand cycle or you know get a stationary bike or you know there's there's multiple things you can do but the key is just to keep moving you don't want to you just don't want to just sit there and it's easy to be able to just sit there now with technology and things like that but you, you really want to move you know keep your body moving and keep the oil keep the engine flowing you know mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. now what about the what about the aftermath like um, sorry we had that echo again when um like the aftermath like like pre-workouts or like how to relax afterwards like say someone does go a little too hard on the workout or they do um something ha- you know like something happens where you just they just need to relax now if the workout's done it's the after effects so that way they don't collapse or they don't you know like do cause damage to like their back or something like that what are some tips that oh. you have to offer well uh absolutely i mean definitely want to listen to your body I mean, if you feel any pain in, in, in any type of way, I mean, uh, there's a difference between being in pain and being sore. So you definitely, I mean, that just comes with experience with working out. So you don't want to, um, I mean, especially with, with dwarfism, if your back or your hips, um, I mean, those are very, or your neck. I mean, if those things are hurting real bad, you definitely want to cool off and take, you know, take, rest and take some you know even take some recovery days because rest is just as important as working out i mean because you don't want to just work out every single day for two you know one to two hours you know that that can take a pretty good beating on your body so what i would recommend is just stretching before you work out if you have time stretch during your workout and definitely stretch after your workout and stretch everything, stretch your neck, stretch your arms, stretch your shoulders, stretch your legs, everything. Um, so that that helps that helps me with uh, prevention because uh, you definitely want to try your best to prevent injury at all costs. Mm-hmm. Now, what about for everyone in this time period is dealing with COVID and everything, you know? Like it's easy, like you said, to fall into those habits of just looking at your phone constantly or, you know, now is a good time since we're all locked up and everything or we're all like hooked up again you know there's a lot of restrictions and whatnot getting better but what are some fitness tips you have for the general public just during this time period well um 
what I, what I would say is, uh, I mean, I'll just go off of when my gym was closed during March, uh, April, and May, um, I really locked into doing uh, YouTube-type workouts and home workouts and pretty much brought it back to when I was a kid again, you know, did jump roping and walk, you know, ran around the block or, or walked around my block or walked on the track. So uh, basically just use wherever you have, I mean, in your house or, you know, wherever, wherever you have just to keep on moving, you know, just you don't need a gym or a facility to, to stay in you know, healthy, healthy shape, you know, just, just keep on moving like and do body weight type stuff like air squats, push ups, sit ups, jumping jacks, and you know, do it at whatever capacity you can do it. I mean, if you can only do five push ups, you can only do five push ups, or, or do or do the five or do push ups while uh, while you're on your knees. Like, you know, there's so many ways you can modify things, and and if you have any questions, I mean, feel free to message me or uh, go on the, the Facebook. Um, well, for people with dwarfism, you can go on the Facebook page. It's called Help, which stands for Health and Exercise for Little People that uh, Allison McNeil uh, created, which is which is pretty good, which is pretty nice. But I mean, overall, I mean, you can YouTube uh, home body workout, and there's a plethora of videos that come up where you could you know find a good workout within a five to fifteen minute time frame so nice um what about what do you once covid opens or like say we find a vaccine and all that do you have any like things on your mind that you plan for say like this upcoming year or whatnot oh absolutely man uh god willing i mean my goal is to compete at the world championships in 2021 so um, we're not sure where it's going to be at. It can be either uh, in March or April in South America, or we may be going to Dubai in June. So um, I mean, because of COVID, there's no set set in stone date because uh, South America is not letting people you know in there in the country right right now. So I mean, I'm. I'm hoping things open back up. You know, I'm like most people probably tired of, I'm tired of wearing a mask wherever I go. I like to smile. I like to see people smile. So, I mean, I, you know, I don't, I, I'm looking forward for a vaccine because I mean, you know, a lot, you know, there's, you know, over 200 some thousand people dying, man. That's, 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 that's terrible. That's very detrimental. And that's, um, you know, it's tough to see. You know, no matter how old they are, you know, it's just there's young people passing away. There's and there's obviously older people passing away, and it's it's very sad to see. So hopefully they can put an end to this soon, and we can get back to our normal lives. Mm-hmm. You're 100 right on that one. I report about the statistics every day, and just it drives me nuts when everyone when there's still people out there who still think this is some political scandal of some sort or whatnot. <laughs> sad it's 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 sad i mean that's i mean people are literally losing it losing loved ones losing their lives and it's Mm -hmm. like you know it's not no fun and games when it comes to that type of stuff not at all not at all so i'm gonna ask you three questions that i ask all of my friends that come on the show the first one is 
how would you define a friend or a buddy? How would you define, like, in your own personal words? Oh, well, I mean, I mean, a person that's in your corner uh, when, when, when you need someone. I mean, someone to comfort you and someone to help guide you through your goals and obstacles in this game called life. I mean, uh, especially now, you know, in, in a time like this, it's really important to be someone's friend. You know, um, you know, that's what's really hard about COVID. You know, one of my best friends had uh, a baby uh, in April and I still haven't been able to go see it because, you know, they live in they live in New York City. I mean, the outskirts uh, of New York, but, you know, I'm not able to go see it. So it's tough. You know, Zoom, the Zoom calls have been a lifesaver, but it's still nothing like interpersonal, you know, friendship. And um, and I think a true friend is like someone that stands by you when things are a little dusty, you know, not when things are comfortable and convenient, but when things are, you know, when controversy and challenges come up and you have someone there that's like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to help you in any way that I can. You know, I may not, I may not understand, but I can sympathize with you and I'll try my best to, you know, help you through, through this, through this time. So I, that's, in my opinion, that's a true, uh, a true friend, you know? <laughs> so I always have my friends, if you could have our audience donate to one charity of your choice, what would it be? Well, um, it's not really popular, but I would have to say, um, of my choice, I would say uh, Dorf Athletic Association of America, uh, DAAA, because it takes a lot of planning and financial cost to get those games to go on. And the registration from the athletes does not cover the cost of the facilities and the referees and, you know, all that, all that it takes to, to get the games uh, flowing smoothly. So, um, I mean, DAAA I find is very important with people with dwarfism because it provides you, you know, gives, Give someone with dwarfism a chance to participate in sports with their peers. You know, it can show kids and people of all ages that you are not alone with, you know, with, with, uh, you know, being different. And, uh, and as you can attest, it can be easy to become discouraged and victimized when you are the only person with dwarfism in your hometown or in your community or in your school district. So I feel DAAA helps kids and people of all ages build confidence, self-esteem, make healthy choices. You know, so I that if if I had a charity uh, of choice, I would I would say donate to uh, DAAA. Awesome. Now I'm going to ask you what I call the buddy question, which is um, I'm going to split it up into two parts for you. The first one is for you've kind of touched on it beforehand with um, with the advice for staying fit and staying in shape. Is good. Yep, yep. I'm here. Okay. Right. I had to put, my my charger came out. Ah, okay. Just making sure. So you touched on it earlier with all the fitness tips and whatnot, but for anyone who let's take it in this way for anyone who wants to get that motivation that hey i want to make a change in my life and 
get healthier, start working out, start, you know, start this new lifestyle. I just can't bring myself around to it. What's your advice to them? I would say the best, the best way, and I read this in a, uh, in a book and uh, the author is Nick San, Santasso. Um, it's called Victim to Victor. And the best way to overcome fear is, is action by taking action and just doing it. So, I mean, um, and ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, if there's something that you've never done before and you're not comfortable, you know, with, with getting started with, but you, but you do want to get started, ask someone that's been in that, that's in that situation or has been in that situation and attack it from there. Because there's, there's, you're not the only one that's, discouraged to go to a gym or discouraged to go to a track or discouraged to walk on a trail. I mean, I, you know, we get it. I mean, it's, 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 it's not the same for everyone. So, I mean, I would just say, if you need help, ask for it. And if, you know, if you really want to get started, just do it, just take actions. Step one. I mean, you don't, you don't have to be, a you're not going to be perfect. And honestly, no matter how long you do it, you're not going to be perfect. But the first step is just starting, you know, getting started with it, building a good habit and just, go, you know, going from there, just building on a, a, a better habit and a better habit in each day. So just taking it step by step. And now for the final question, what is your advice to anyone since, it's, since October is Dwarfism Awareness Month? What is your, what do you have to say on the subject? What do you have to... Like what would, for what would your message be to everyone out there watching? Well, I would just say, I mean, you're you're your name first. I mean, you're not you're not just you just don't have dwarfism. You're you're your name. You know, you're Nick. You know, you're Nick. I'm Blaze. That mm -hmm. is a person that happens to have dwarfism. So make sure you're be you. You know, you're 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 be your own self. Don't have. You know, don't let the dwarfism title overtake your life. You know, be, you know, go strive after your goals. You know, be, do what makes you happy. And um, I would say, you know, you're not, just try to remember that you're not alone. There's, there's, there's people fighting the same fight with you. And, you know, um, if you need someone to reach out to, LPA is definitely a good, a good resource. And that's, you know, little people of America. So, I mean, that's overall, I would say that that's what I would uh, suggest. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's a great month. I, I love I love that we do this uh, every every year uh, in the month of October. And I, I keep seeing each year more and more people posting on Facebook, you know, you know, about the, you know, the why, you know, the M word and why the M word is very offensive to someone with dwarfism. So that's very, um, you know, the average Joe is not going to know why, you know. So that's very key. And, and, you know, that's, I'm hoping, you know, we just keep spread. All we can do is keep spreading the word out. And, you know, when we're in the public eye, don't, you know, don't act like fools. I mean, be be you, you know, be be a person, you know. Don't, don't try to please the crowd because that just sets, that's just something you can't keep up. I mean, that's mm -hmm. just a lifestyle you can't keep up. So, that's mm -hmm. all the stereotypes too, and all that. I'm sorry. That's that's all the stereotypes and all that too. You know. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I, 
I could tell you a lot of stories, but like when that guy about that when that with that, that bus incident with the with the get with the with the guy um getting thrown off the bus that had dwarfism and you know in the public eye that guy that guy looks just like me. Obviously we, we don't look alike, but in the in the average Joe, they're gonna think we you know we look alike. And that really that really hurt me because it's like it seemed like that was me getting treated like that. And it's like mm-hmm. once I found out it was a prank, I'm like, man, that's not cool. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you put yourself in that situation and you, you I mean that's that that's just not a good look for our community at all. And it's a very selfish approach. Yes. So hopefully we can limit, you know, in the in the in soon um in the near future we can limit things like that because when yes. 16 million view when that gets 16.5 million views it's it's very hard for me someone like me to go to a grocery store you know and just want to just want to you know go you know get a bag of lettuce and some grapes you know it's they see him they see me through him it it, is so it's 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 tough so that's a big battle uphill climb we have to really work on as an inner community we really do Yes. You just remind me of a situation that also touched my heart this uh, past year. You remember the situation of, I think his name's Caden? The oh, boy. yeah. What, was that Australia? Yeah. The little boy, for those, for my viewers who don't know, there was a little boy who, yes, I believe he was in Australia, who had his, mo- his mother videotaped him, you know, asking to asking her for a knife. I believe it was a knife. Just saying, because yeah, I remember him verbally saying he wanted to. Yeah, he was being bullied so badly that he finally he was like he his mother caught him on camera, you know, put him on camera, just saying, "Just give me that. I don't want to be here anymore." And it started out with an outpour of sympathy. People like Brad Williams, the the comedian with dwarfism, you know, started a GoFundMe page for him, saying, "I feel for this kid. I know, you know, no kid should be asking for this at this age. No kid should be going through this right now." So. Is my sport. All it took was one online rumor for this kid to go from who he was, you know, someone who was being harassed and bullied, to just like that, an 18 year old scammer who's just trying to get your money, who's just trying to play a sympathy card so he can become this. That's honestly, in my opinion, how little some people know about dwarfism, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Like, let me ask you this personal question. How many times have you gone to a bar and got carded when you're with your buddies who could be a year younger than you? Depending uh well, I hope my mom don't listen to this, but between uh, me and you, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, not many times. And I honestly got, I got served alcohol when I was 17. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, going in the bars, you know, depending what bars, like the more yeah. classier the bar, yes, I got carded, but. Those yeah. local taverns, no, not really. Yeah, no. but like if you and like if you come to my hometown and just you and me go out for a drink, or like you know you and me go out with our buddies who are a year younger than us, you know something like that, like situations like that, or like you know just because they have to, they'll believe these guys, they'll believe the two over here, but with them they might at least question it, or they might just to be safe, you know what I mean? Right, right. Just to make sure because they have that question, like just like how most dwarfism stereotypes start like people automatically think hey i that's ridiculous that's you know that sounds preposterous like why would someone even do but then again they get that 
but if, you know, like they get that, like they can't confirm something in their head, so they don't know if it's true or not. So if you do, yeah. that's it's, actually it's, why some people think that we're like these, you know, animals or something like that. Or some people will think that we're like, they'll have to cover their legs every time they see us or they'll think, they think someone like you and me who, like you said, just going to the grocery store to get some lettuce and grapes is going to take the time out of their day to come and give them a hug on their legs, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's a bad, it's a bad stigma perception that we're fighting against. And I, I'm learning that mm-hmm. especially with being a part of uh, a Paralympic sport, you know, with people with other physical disabilities, but I mean, the, the stigma and perception that we get versus other physical disabilities, it's, it's, a, it's a no, it's a, it's not even a match. It's not even, it's not even close. I mean, so it's, we're definitely in the negative spotlight. I mean, we have a lot of, we, we do a lot of good things. I mean, we're, we have you know, people that have their, like you have their own radio show and, you know, I'm, a, I'm on the you know, para powerlifting team and we have, you know, there's teachers, there's lawyers, there's doctors. It's financial gurus, you know, as like, you know, my friend Clinton Brown and, you know, there's people with high, uh, hierarchy, uh, job positions within corporate, corporate America. So it's, I wish that was fed in the public more than what's, you know, than what is actually fed in the mainstream medium of people like us, because I mean, what what people see is the picture, but they obviously they're not in the frame. So it's 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 tough, you know, it's tough for them to see it like as us being just people. I mean, we're people that happen to have dwarfism. We're just, we're not dwarfism. We're not we're not a dwarf that happens to be a person. I mean, we're, mm-hmm. we're a person. We're a person first. We're we're sons. We're daughters. We're moms and dads and sisters and brothers. You know, we're. I mean, we have every, you know, we bleed, we, we you know, we do everything just like everyone else. So it's, you know, you know I mean, we have feelings, we have a heart, we have, you know, we have things like that. So, you know, it's very, it's very simple. Treat people the way you would want to be treated. I mean, it's very, that's very fundamental. I, I mean, I feel as a society, we're, we're losing that. I mean, especially like when, I don't want to get political, but some of the comments on social media when Trump got COVID-19 was, just awful, oh. awful, and it, and it's like you know I, I mean I I mean he, even if you don't think he's the best person in the world, but to wish death on someone, that's mm-hmm. crazy. I mean I always found that I mean that's that's just insane. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, but there's people like that out there. So and just you just gotta <laughs> just gotta roll with the punches. I mean, so it's 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 tough, but I mean education. I think we're heading in the right direction. Um, education and just being yourself and being being your best self every day you know if you're not acting a fool if you're doing what you have to do what you need to do and not trying to entertain somebody or you know not trying to get a laugh or a like on social media then i mean that's all that's all you can do you you know just control the controllables i mean you really can't you know really can't dictate what everyone you know what everyone's going to how everyone's going to react to you. So, mm-hmm. I always say on that: focus on the ones that love you. Focus on the ones that know the real you, rather than the ones who just jump and make that assumption and assume that telling you the word is just with you. 
Absolutely. And I, I feel I, it's you ever hear the phone number, uh, the phone number rule. It's uh, you shouldn't allow someone that doesn't have your phone number to dictate to, to, to ruin your mood, to ruin your to, to dictate your situation. If they don't know you well enough to have your phone number or if you don't have their phone number, their opinion of you shouldn't count. Like it's, it's not it doesn't matter because they don't know you. You know, so I, you know, I really like that approach. I forget, I forget who who brought that up. I think it was TD Jakes or uh, Les Brown. But you know, it's I, I really, I, I really uh, stick with that. The phone number. You don't have my phone number. What you do or say, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. Yes, one hundred percent. Alrighty. On that note, this is my friend Blaze Foster. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. It was a blast. Oh, it was my pleasure, Nick. Uh, thank you so much for having me, man. I hope you have yourself a great day. Yes. Go Steelers. Yes. And to all my buddies out there, just remember one thing. Go be someone's buddy today. We'll catch you next time here on BuddyCast.